He's not very good at this, is he, Mr. Doidge? Right, welcome to episode two of I Can, the iMedia Revision podcast from Hunger Hill. Uh, Mr. Doidge was going to start this one, but as you can see, he's, uh, he's not started off particularly well. This one, Doidge? then, is on mind map. He's just going to breeze over the <laughs> fact that he totally messed that start up. Um, today, we're going to be looking at um, mind maps. Um, so, again, very similar structure to last time in terms of what a mind map is, what a mind map contains... Um, yeah, who uses it, how it's used, why we use it, and, and, and all that sort of jazz. Really, and again, we'll sort of look stuff. at um, sort of the, the, the mark scheme. We'll touch on it, and we'll say sort of what, how we can um, make get a good one out of it, and what a bad one looks like as well, and what not to do. Um, it sort of on that particular question. Are you really good at this today, Mister Doyle? <laughs> you've, you've really been clearing what you want to say. So, um, a mind map then. So. Very simply, a mind map is is it helps us to organise thoughts and ideas. So, um, you think of anything before you start. You probably use them a lot in English as well um, to to gather ideas and thoughts before you start something. So, for example, it's very similar if you're in English and you were writing a story, you might gather your your thoughts and ideas about what you wanted to happen in that story. Very similar to that, if you were creating something for a client or a product, you would gather your ideas and thoughts about that particular product. Yeah, so it's kind of like a, a jumping-off point, a place to start in your project. So before you actually go away and you start building your website or designing your app or making your film, uh, you run through a few ideas first and, and, you, and you sort of get a gist for what you're going to do. So like Mr. Doidge said, a mind map, it's a way of organising those thoughts and ideas, but it's a way of doing that um, in a diagram. So we've all seen a mind map. We know what one looks like. Mind map or spider diagram, call it whatever you want. Uh, you've all seen them, you've got your, your your idea in the middle and you've got your little lines that shoot out with other ideas on and those lines shoot out and they've got other ideas on and so on and so forth. Some of those ideas you'll carry forward, some of those ideas you'll leave behind, but it's just a way of you starting to organise your thoughts into uh, into one place and getting those ideas down on paper, I suppose. Um, now, my map, you can pretty much use this for any project. So... Obviously, we're talking here in terms of, of digital media, but you know, it, like Mr. Dory said, you could use it in English to plan out a story. So any of the products, any product you get asked to create, whether it's a, a website, an app, a game, a, a virtual tour, whatever it is, you could always use a mind map. It could always be one of the pre-production documents that you could move forward with. Now, like we've already said, a mind map is a diagram, so it's a way of getting your thoughts and your ideas down onto paper um, in a way that makes sense to you, but also other people as well. So other people need to be able to follow this through, and it needs to be logical. So when we talk about something being logical, really what we mean there is it just makes sense. So we can read it, we can understand it, we can pass it to somebody else, they can read it, and they can understand it as well. Again, just on that, I think when we talked in the last episode about that you may be passing that on to a production team, they've got to be able to understand what you are wanting from that or what what, what the ideas are around that. Um, so they, you might be giving them a, a website to, to create. They need to know exactly what, what sort of things they need to include on that website. So again, it needs to be really clear. Um, now, one of the ways that we can sort of structure it or the way that it is structured um, is around a central theme. Um, now, the main point on that is, is it's called the central node so there's a few key words that we're going to go through now um, and again in in the exam it may ask you um, what does a mind map include or what what content does a mind map include yeah so it's always worth knowing those key terms so 
So like Mr. Doyle said there, you know, you're all used to creating mind maps. You, you start off by laying down your central idea. That first word that you write in the middle of the page, the one that you draw your little circle around, your, your, your key point, that, like Mr. Doyle said there, that's your central node. Um, node is spelled N-O-D-E, and that is your main point um, on your mind map. So if, for example, you were doing a website, let's say that we were building a website for, for Hunger Hill School. The main node might simply say Hunger Hill School website. That's, that's all you would need to put on there. It's, it's kind of like your title, isn't it, for your page? Yeah, so, I mean, from that then, um, so from your main node, you, you, as Mr. Shot said, the title there, you, you I remember it, you branch off, um, and that's the, the key word. It's, it, it's a branch. It's basically a line drawing you from your main node to what we call a sub-node. So your sub-node is, is other information that relates um, back to the, the central node. So, for example, as Mr. Short said there, we might create a website for Hungill School. Um, we might branch off of that main node to a sub-node. Yeah, it could be so one of the pages for the website, us, for, example. for example. So, contact us page, you might have a home page, you might have a gallery page, and they would be all sub-nodes from that central node. But you, you could also do it slightly different as well. I mean, you could do the pages, like, like we said there, um, but you could also branch off and you could approach it differently. So you could have, you could branch off from your central node, then you could have a sub node. So think about your main box in the middle, line coming off of that to a smaller box, and that might say pages. And then you might branch off from that and you might have home page, contact us page, I don't know, uniform or whatever. And then your other ones might be things like colour scheme, or it might be media, or it might be accessibility, or it might be other things that relate into the website. It doesn't necessarily have to be the pages. Your subnodes can have subnodes, so you can keep going with that. So, if you think about those pages, let's use those as an example. So, we branch off from the main node, the Hunger Hill School website, we have a little line coming off, and that connects to a box that says pages. That branches off, and we've got one that branches off to homepage, one that branches off to contact us, and let's say there's one that branches off to uh, news. And then from the homepage, we might branch off from that, and it might have welcome message it might have I don't know a uh, link to this page or link to that page and then the news page you might branch off and it might say uh, videos it might say newsletter it might say trips the key is that whenever you've got a branch whenever you've got a node it needs to make sense so it needs to be a logical connection now a good little tip that I sort of use with with my classes is try reading it backwards so rather than starting from the middle and reading out, start on the edge and read back in. And, and does it make sense if you go that way? So can you see how all those little branches and all those subnodes connect? Does it, is, it, is there a reason for it to be like it is? So you don't want to have homepage and then a branch coming off from homepage that says news because that's not relevant to that page, that's, that's the news page. So it's about getting those ideas down but it's about making sure that all the connections make sense. You should be following it from A to B to C to D, and then you should be able to read it back from D to C to B to A. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think another really important thing about um, this is, is yes, we use the key, we're using the keywords, but it's also when you are actually using, um, sort of, when, you, when you're coming off maybe uh, onto a media, you're using that key terminology as well, and I think that's quite important that, we're using we're not just we're not just branching off and saying video we might be using media as a, as a specific keyword 
and it's using trying to get those keywords in using that subject terminology where we can and i think that's something that's really important is trying to make sure that we are using specific things that we're talking about in class and when we're using that you're making sure that you're referring back to that in in sort of uh, the the question the answers yeah absolutely you need to be trying to use uh, technical language and key terminology because you can get marked on that you do get marked on the the quality of your written communication in your exam so they're looking at uh, things like sentence structure spelling and grammar but they're also looking for things like um, key terminology and technical language so you might get asked for example you might be given a mind map in your exam and they might ask you to review it look at what's good about it and what's bad about it. And if you're saying, oh, the lines that connect the different ideas together, blah, 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 you might be making a totally valid point, but it's never going to sound as good as if you were using the technical language, the branches that connect the node to the subnode. So I think it's important. Should we go through that one more time just so we're sure that we get that? So your central point, so you take your sheet of paper, in the middle, you write down your main idea, your central point, your central theme, Hunger Hill School website. That is your node. That's your central node, N-O-D-E. You draw a little line off of that, or you draw lots of little lines off of that. Those lines are called branches, and they connect your nodes and your subnodes together, or your subnodes with additional subnodes. And then your subnodes, those are the little categories that go around the edge. So those categories, they start off quite broad, and then they narrow down the more you branch off from them. So you branch off from the Hunger Hill School website to pages. Pages is quite broad. You'll branch off from that and you'll have home, contact us or news. Still quite broad. Then you'll branch off from those. And each time you branch off, it'll get a bit more and a bit a bit more specific. Um, so you start to narrow those those ideas down. But I think the key to remember here then is that um, still at this point, you're, you're not deciding anything. You're not saying that this is going to be on this page. You're just sort of you're just sort of getting your ideas down on paper, aren't you? Yeah, I think that's the key thing about a mind map, is it is sort of the starting point to any ideas. As we said earlier, that's why a lot of a lot of um, maybe different subjects might use them as well, because it is just the start of an idea and it's getting your ideas down. For example, as we said earlier, in English you might have a, a story, or you might have different ideas for different stories that you branch off with and that's the good thing about a mind map it allows you to be quite creative and, and sort of get though that that flowing the idea flowing yeah absolutely i mean it, it's it's about it's about giving you a starting point it's about thinking things through before you get started you don't want to start building your website to realize actually that page should go here and this should be on that page and this should be there you do it on a mind map okay you write it down first you get your ideas in your head before you actually commit yourself to, to doing things on paper. So in terms of why we use mind maps then, you guys will have been using mind maps, I imagine, since primary school. Okay, so this shouldn't be anything that's particularly new to you, um, but there are a few reasons why we would use them in the context of a media project. So the first reason that we would want to use them, we've sort of already touched upon, is to come up with ideas um, or to help develop ideas about a project. So it might be that um, you've got no idea where to begin, so you, you start jotting some ideas down. Or it might be that you've, you've got a good idea, but you want to sort of develop that a little bit further. So you start to write that down, you start to, 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 to fill in those blanks, if you like, um, by putting those ideas down on paper. So reason number one, the first reason why we would use a mind map, the first purpose of a mind map, um, is to help us to come up with ideas or to develop our ideas uh, for a project 
Um, so that's a question that can come up quite often in the exam. You know, for all these projects, all these products that we're going to talk about in these podcasts, one of the questions that you are likely to see is what is the purpose or how are they used? So first one, come up with ideas or develop ideas for a project. So um, another reason why we might use a mind map or another purpose of a mind map might be to help us to link ideas together. So to show sort of a, a process of thought behind it. So as we said earlier, um, it might be that we come from the main node, obviously on the Hill School website, and then that progresses down to the pages. And then from that, we can start to think about what pages we might want to include. And it helps to link that process together of that. So um, am I going to include a news page? Am I going to include a gallery page? And what's going to be on the yeah, news page? And, and, and it allows us to sort page. of think about that more. Um, and, and again, it's yes, it's to help us develop those ideas, but it's also to help us link those ideas together. Yeah, it, it's showing how they connect. It's showing how the uh, the video connects with the news page, which connects with the this pit. It, it's showing how everything has a connection. So that's really key for the the, the other people that are going to be using this. So you, you, when you create a project, you've got a good idea of how things are going to work. But often you'll pass this on in, in the context of what we're talking about here with the exam and, and the scenarios that we're looking at. You'll pass this on to a team that will build it. So it won't just be you making it. There might be five, six, seven of you building this website in, in you know in this fictional scenario. So you need your team to understand your thought process. Now rather than you having to go around and explain it to everybody, your mind map is a good way to do that because you can you can take a look at it and you can see, oh right, I can see what that person was thinking because I can see how those ideas connect together. So being able to link your ideas together and show how those ideas connect is another one. Right, okay, so um, we need to also consider what we could include in the project. Now that's very similar to what I've just discussed there about li linking. It's quite similar because we've, we've got to also make sure that the content that we include is fit for purpose as well. So it can help us to sort of think about what what's next and that's the reason why we sort of branch out in the way that we do. So another thing that we need to think about is the content that we include. And again, that's quite important. So we've sort of looked at um, linking ideas together with our coming up and developing ideas. So developing ideas is one way, linking ideas together. And then finally, uh, thirdly, to look at the content. Yeah, so it's basically working out what you actually need to include. So it's, you know you, you don't want to start building a website until you know what you need on it. So using a mind map to figure that content out is just a really simple way of doing it. What I think goes? as well, I think it's quite important because you you need to think about, you might write something down and then actually you look at it and you think, well, actually, I don't that, that doesn't really make sense. We don't really need that in there. Yeah, that, I, that's a good point. Mind maps, they're not necessarily always going to show you what, what works, but they're, they're, they'll equally show you what doesn't work. So you know like Mr Doyle said that you might write down that you're going to have this particular element on this particular page but then when you actually see it all and you see those connections it might be that actually that that's not appropriate for that page or maybe it doesn't belong on, on your project at all so working out the content for your project whether it's a website whether it's uh, a game a video whether it's a digital magazine podcast whatever it happens to be working out what you need uh, before you get started or what you need to include is always a good point as well and what sort of closely ties in with that as well is is the resources so 
in addition to you, let's let's stick with this website as an example. In addition to you saying, well, I'm going to need to have a homepage and this page, I'm going to have to have a video on here and a contacts form. You might also use a mind map to work out the resources that you're going to need. So when we talk about the resources, we're talking about the the items, the, the physical items and the software um, and even the staff that you might need in order to complete a project. So again, sticking with a website, you're going to need a computer. You're going to need uh, probably a microphone or a video camera to film the, the, the media that's going to go on there. You might look at the software, so you might say, well, I need web design software. You might look at staff, so you might say, well, it's going to be a big website. I'm going to need this member of staff to do this and this one to do that. So it helps you work out what you would need in order to successfully complete that project. So in addition to um, the actual content of the product, what do you need in order to produce the product? So these are all things that you need to, you need to think about. So then just to sort of recap then, so the, the, the purposes, the uses, uh, sorry, the purposes, why you'd use my map, you have got uh, four main purposes. So you want to use them to help you come up with or develop your ideas further, to show how your ideas link together, to decide upon the content for your project or product, and to decide on what resources you need um, in order to complete that, so what physical items, hardware, software, and staff you need. So those are your four main reasons, the four purposes, if you like, of a, a mind map. So we're going to look now at um, who uses mind maps then. So as I said earlier, um, mind maps are often used or will be used by the production team. Um, now that remember, that's the people that are going to be making the product. They're not usually shared with the client, so maybe this is slightly different to um, what we looked at mood boards in the last episode, is these aren't usually shared with the clients, as we said, this is quite early on, it's usually the initial ideas, so it might be that they change over time, or it might be that they slightly adapt, or maybe they progress slightly, and again, that's that's the whole purpose of, of a mind map, to allow that to happen. Yeah, so I mean... If you get if you got hired to, to build um, a, a product, if you got hired to make a game, your clients they're not going to want to see everything that you make. They're not going to want to see every little thought process that you come up with. They're more interested in seeing the stuff that shows how it's going to look or how it's going to work. So, so your mind map isn't isn't usually a product that you would share with your client. It's normally for the people that are actually going to go away and start making it. It's, it's to give them their ideas. It might help you develop things that you would share with your client. So your mind map would lead on to developing things like visualization diagrams or storyboards, and then those could be shared with your client. But, but generally speaking, your mind map is just for you and your team, so the people that are actually gonna make your product. It isn't just for you to use, remember, it is for you and your team, so it does need to be um, easy to understand for, for a range of different people. Now in terms of creating a mind map then, you guys have all created mind maps before, so this isn't something that should be too difficult really for you. What you need to do though is you need to make sure that you are creating it in a way that is going to get you the marks that you need to get in your exam. So we, we already talked about the fact that um, a mind map starts with a central idea. So in your exam you're going to get a question and you'll be given a space to answer. Now creating mind maps, normally this sort of question is worth seven marks. So 
Some marks might not sound like much, but that's more than 10% of your overall paper. So, provided you can get this right, then you're laughing, you've got a good portion of your marks already on there. So the first thing you're going to do, you're going to read through your paper, you're going to read through your question, and you are going to understand what it is that you are being asked to create, and who it is you are creating this for. So that could be um, a, a client for for pretty much any media product. Now you'll have your client brief at the start, but then before this question you will normally get a little bit more information. So do make sure you read that carefully, make sure you understand what it is that you've been asked to make. So you'll get a little space to answer just like you do with, with any of the create questions. And the first thing you're gonna do middle of that space you're going to give yourself a suitable title and that is going to be your central node so you're going to write down whatever it happens to be so uh, let's think of an example let's say that we are going to create uh, an information point which gives us information about come Mr Dodge what can we give information about penguins right we're at a zoo penguins why not penguins I never said penguins <laughs> we're at <laughs> We're at a zoo, we're at the penguin enclosure, okay? And there's an interactive display on there, and uh, your client wants an interactive display that you can tap onto and you can find out all about penguins, the habitat, what they eat, favourite TV programmes, just penguin related things. So that's what you're making, you make an information point about penguins, okay? So you might start with your mind map. And you might write you might write down for your your main title penguin information point okay so obviously from there um one of the key things in terms of answering um a mind map question is that we need to make sure that it's the structure is right and therefore we need to make sure that from that we are branching branching off appropriately um to our subnodes now what I've seen before is sometimes people get a little bit too excited with their ideas and they start to just jot ideas down all over and it ends up being a little bit yeah. um, all over the place. You, and you, no sometimes, you sometimes find people commit a bit too early, don't you? And and, and rather than branching off into the sub-nodes, which are sort of broad categories, they, they sort of narrow down a little bit too quickly, would you agree? Yeah, I would. So, for, for instance, if you were creating a mind map on this penguin um, information point, you might want to go off with colour scheme and then from that branch branch off further to another subnode with certain colours that you might use. Now you might it might be that um, at this particular enclosure they the company have got a colour scheme so you could you could branch off with company colour scheme or you could branch off with black and white pen, the colour of penguins. Yeah I mean you could so yeah so you've got your branch off to colour and then you've got company colour scheme so let's say our, our aquarium or our zoo or whatever uses green and yellow you might branch off to that but then you might ask yourself well is green and yellow really appropriate for penguins so you might say well no I want black and white and blue because the colours of penguins the colour of the eyes but then you might also branch off and have another section that says accessibility so colour schemes for people that have got visual impairments or that are colour blind you might branch off then you might have another one that says font and you might branch off and say font style font colour font size so you're starting to get your broad categories immediately around the, the central node and then from there you, you get a, a bit more specific and then from there you get a bit more specific still and so on and so on and so on. So you might have things like colour scheme, font style, layout, uh, media. So you might have videos of the penguins, you might have sound effects of what they sound like. Can you do a penguin impression? So, so I think... Uh, no, don't skip we'll, over we'll, that. We'll, we'll skate across that. But, we'll ignore the fact um, that... I think the point that 
as well that we need to be really clear on is that, for example, if you had a um, colour scheme and then from that you branched off with video, yeah, it's not really relevant for that particular sub-node. So you wouldn't branch off with that. So you might branch off from the central node um, information point about penguins or whatever, penguin information point, whatever you, you've, you've called a suitable name. And remember, it needs to be suitable. Don't call it tiger information point because again that's not yeah don't put my map either don't put my map as your central node because we've seen people do that before um, people have just written my map well my map on what it yeah so be clear be... on that be clear on exactly what, what it's about so the central node is important and always start with that don't start with any of the sub nodes start with the central node because you need to be clear to yourself what what this my map's going to be about and then from there branch off like Mr. Short said, with your, your sort of broader ideas, colour schemes, maybe accessibility, um, font styles. Yeah, and then you could, you could do them for pages. So if your information point is going to have a page on habitat, a page on diet, a page on, I don't know, penguin hairstyles, whatever it happens to be, just you, you need to make sure that you're keeping those categories separate and then the, what branches off from those is related to those categories. So your first lot of marks then is going to come from your clear structure with logical connections. So everything's easy to follow, everything's connected via a branch, there's nothing just sort of floating off in, in the middle of space by itself, but everything makes sense as well. So there's your first thing to be aiming for. Clear layout, nice and easy to follow, logical structure. And I'm going to actually, I'm going to come back to something here that I should have mentioned in the last podcast. Pencil. Whenever you're drawing a diagram in your exam, always use pencil. If you commit to using pen straight away and you make a mistake and you've got no space to fill this in, you're going to lose marks because it's not going to be clear, it's not going to be easy to follow. So you always do your diagrams in pencil because it's, you just rub it out if it's wrong. Okay. The next thing I'm going to be looking for then is the content. Is the content, is what you've included relevant to what you've been asked to make? So again, using this penguin information point. Is it relevant to the topic, penguins? Is it relevant to the product, information point? So the things that you're talking about need to be relating to the actual thing that you've been asked to make, okay? So colour scheme, font, house style, those sorts of things, penguin habitat, penguin uh, diet, whatever. You need to keep it on track. You need to make sure you're not going off on a, on a tangent for that as well. And then finally, so we've, we've looked at clear structure and logical connections the content being relevant so that means that it's making making sure that it is relevant to in this scenario penguins for instance that it is relevant and then the, the, the final point is that it's it's clear and it's understandable and as Mr Short said just a minute ago that means that we don't just have colour scheme floating in the top left hand corner on its own not attached to any branches or subnotes because that way it's not clear and we're not actually sure well, what, what's that referring to. So everything needs to be, and, and again it comes back to just remembering the main node, the branches and the subnodes. And yes, you can branch off from subnodes to other subnodes. And that's what's making it clear and understandable. And I'd also say at this point, these sort of these three points that we've made here, sort of if you do it right, will will automatically flow. Because if you are getting a clear structure it usually will be clear and understandable. And if you are making logical connections, then the content will probably be relevant to the subnode that you are referring to. Yeah, I mean, the mind map, to be honest with you, there's no reason why you shouldn't be getting full marks on this. 
we were used to creating mind maps, we know how to draw one. It's like Mr. Doyle said there, it's just making sure we hit those three points. So the three things, again, just to, just to sort of go over them again, we're, we're looking for a clear structure with a logical connection. So it's easy to follow, the connections make sense. Relevant content to do with the theme and a clear diagram that we can understand. And that, that's it, that's seven marks. If you can do all that, that's seven marks in your exam and that is, that's more than 10% of your overall mark. So mind maps, um, they really they are one of the easier ones to to, to do so to create and also to answer questions on so I think that that sort of covers the, the the bulk of what what we need to talk about today so shall we just sort of summarize the the sort of the key points um, from from this sort of yeah. podcast and then uh, so the first thing clearly was um, what what is a what is a mind map so what does a mind map contain so again, if you get asked a question uh, similar to that, so what what does a mind map include, or what what does a mind map contain? Um, we need to be thinking about the node, the subnode, and the branches. Um, also, just on that, uh, we've got, which I also um, I've seen included on, on the mark scheme as well, is keywords. So it does talk about keywords, um, in in that's talking about specific. Um, Elements of the the mind map that are related to um, the node, the subnode. So it's it's really important that we are using those. And, and as I said earlier, relevant terms. Yeah, subject specific language. Yeah. We need to make sure we're using that as much as we possibly can because it, it is the difference between you know your, your, your top marks and, and your you're not as top marks. So that written communication, technical language, making sure that we're not calling them lines and boxes. We are yeah. calling them. By their proper names, and node, subnode, branch. That's really important, and that's that's the point that we're making there. The next thing then is is the reasons that we use mind maps. So, four main reasons why we use them. So, first of all, is to help to come up with our ideas and to develop those ideas. So, before we start a project, we have a little bit of a think about what we want, and then we can develop those those thoughts further. To link everything together, so we can show how our ideas link and how uh, the different subnodes link to one another. Um, and that is really important for the production team, so the people that are going to be coming and using this. It also helps us look at what content we're going to include. So what do we need to actually include on the product? And then the final reason is to think about what resources we're going to need. So what hardware, what software, what staff, uh, what assets. So you know we're making our penguin information point, we need pictures of penguins. If we're going to do a video on there, we need a video of the penguins. So those are the sort of things that we need to, to make sure we include. Um, and then just you know to summarize how to create it again clear logical structure make sure it makes sense nice and easy to follow you know things are not jotted down all over the place it's just things like making sure that your lines are, are easy to read and that your your, your text is written neatly just um, on that as well mr shot is it, and again this comes back to um probably what we missed out on the last episode as well and this is another thing that's really important yes use pencil but also when you're drawing your branches, can you use a ruler? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, your mind map, mind maps don't necessarily have to have rulers. You can have free flow lines, but if you think it's going to help you keep your diagram neat, then yeah, by all means, anything like that that you think will help make sure that it's easy to follow, that's great. But what I would recommend, one good piece of advice here, is rather than um, rather than putting your node down, then putting one sub node down, and then branching off from that. Think about it in in steps. So put your first node down to begin with, your, your main idea, your central idea, and then put your next step around the edges of that. So go all the way around that, and you might have colours, font, 
media, etc. Because then you can space things out a bit better. If you put on uh, colours and then you immediately branch off from colours and you immediately branch off from that, you're going to run out of space pretty quickly. So put all think about it like like uh, like steps. Put your your first steps around the edge first, and then branch off from those, and then go around again and branch off from those, and then go around again and branch off from those. Almost like you're spiralling out. You'll give yourself a little bit more room to work with, and it can be a little bit easier to to, to structure. I think if you do it yeah. that way. Yeah. So again, just really, um, just to just to point out, so clear structure with logical connections. Content is relevant. Detail is clear and understandable. And again, when it comes to being relevant, just just one sort of key and final point on that. Um, if you are asked, let's just go back to the penguin information point, for instance. If you're asked to make um, a home a, a, a mind map for a homepage for a penguin. Um, information kiosk do it just for the homepage don't yeah, do it make, for the whole thing absolutely make sure you are that, that comes down to any question though. make sure you are absolutely reading that question read it read it again if you need to make notes on it make notes take a highlighter into your exam as well you know highlight the key parts of the question if you think it's going to help you so I think that's probably it there for my maps unless you can think of anything else that, that no, I think that's, missed I think we've um, covered everything so that's it for episode number two um, hopefully you're still finding these useful um, episode number three uh, is going to be coming up shortly um, and until then bye bye